Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 20 of the Automana podcast. I am joined with the real shysty once again, but today we also have a guest, Chris from One Hour, One Decision Xbox podcast, exclusively Xbox for now. I'm going to see if I can confirm later, but uh, how you doing, Chris? I am doing all right. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me here. This is fun. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you guys and, you know, be on the show. So thanks. Awesome. Yeah, we appreciate you. Ha- uh, we appreciate you coming on here. Um, so, one thing I want to ask—I always ask this with everybody—is what made you start um, creating videos? Because I think, what did you start with YouTube, or did you actually work on audio stuff first? Because I no, read your comments. Yeah, we we were um, we were originally just just all audio, and and then I I convinced Tom like let's just try out YouTube, just see how it goes and whatever. So that was like. <laughs> episode 40 ish that we started putting out the uh the video video stuff so yeah that was that was that uh and then we've been we've been making videos ever since um i've been i dabbled a little bit into the tiktok world but i'm like oh god i don't know how to do any of this stuff it's just too much too much time yeah tiktok TikTok (laughs) seems like it's very easy like it's just a simple clip post and that's it but there's a lot more structure to it so what site did you start on first with your um, audio uh, episodes? Oh man, um, it's been so long I forgot that. Oh, Transistor. I, I we started using Transistor first, uh-huh. and then and then we uh, transitioned over to Anchor. So now we're on we're fully on Anchor there and doing all that stuff. And um, like our YouTube stuff, I, I we had we have a channel, um, but then since working with the guys over at QTV, we've been posting our videos there and kind of going from there. Like we have our own little playlist or whatnot over there too. So, yeah, that's the one thing because, you know, Steve and I usually do like Twitch and, you know, YouTube. So going into the audio world was new for me. And I also discovered anchor as well. I didn't even realize they're with or made by Spotify. So it was nice to see like the easy connection there. But, um, how have you seen like the growth since you've done video? Cause from what I've seen, or when I've researched, because I like to try to research as much as I can, is it seems like your first video was September 23rd, uh, 2021. And even on your original channel, you guys had a, you know, a decent following there. Um, have you, since you switched to video, have you seen your uh, audience grow or how is it? Um, I, I was like super obsessed about numbers when I first started putting that stuff out. Now I'm just like, I don't. I, I don't even. I don't even look at the YouTube stuff. Anymore. Like in terms of the the numbers, I'm just like whatever. If it happens, happens. And same thing with the the audio stuff. Like, like you know, I'm I'm just I'm just grateful that uh, I get an opportunity to to work with Tom um, and 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 make these stuff. Like like we've 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 hit our two year mark and we've hit over a hundred episodes. And like these are these are two milestones that neither one of us thought we would ever accomplish in doing something like this. So. Um, in that sense, I, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for that and, uh, being able to reconnect with, uh, a college buddy of mine. So you know, now we're many, many moons at, outside of college, but you know, it's, it's cool to be able to do that with them and be consistent about it. That's cool. So those achievements are far more greater than actual achievements of, yeah, uh, of I, I mean, and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like, don't get me wrong. It's nice to be like recognize acknowledged and stuff like that in in the uh, in the space but and 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 meeting like cool people like you and 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 like interacting and like 
because we all love games and being able to talk about that stuff like, freely with people that are not going to be um, jerks about about stuff. So I'm like, you know, I'm 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 all with that. So <laughs> yeah, I, I think the one thing that I really appreciate about your channel is also the how do you say it the engagement that you have with your community because you know from at least from what I've seen is that usually before you and Tom you know do like a review of a game. You like tweet out first and then you see what people fill out. You know, they do a request or something or you vote on it. And then that's mm -hmm. when you guys cover. And I like that you guys actually ask your audience what they want to see and then move from there. Because I know that there's been games you've enjoyed and some games you haven't enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but it's also, it's also nice hearing your guys' opinion because sometimes you guys might agree on the same thing or sometimes you might differ. And then sometimes you might completely bash on a game like uh, <laughs> Vampire Survivor, which I could see why. <laughs> 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 yeah uh it was the 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 twitter or the twitter poll thing was actually fairly recent uh, mm -hmm. compared like in the two year span of us but um we were we were we were really riding the the surprise me button for a long time and and trying that out and while it was nice it like it, it kind of limited us sometimes or 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 was a blocker for us in terms of getting getting to talk about the newer games that game pass was getting at the time. And there was some really cool stuff that we could like, we couldn't really talk about because we were, we were tied to the spreadsheet button for a bit. So we're like, why don't we just like throw it out to the, to Twitter and, and like get that kind of engagement that way. So that's kind of how we've been like doing that. So we try to do that at least once a month, uh, get, get a, get a uh, user request kind of thing in there. So, so so prior to the um, engagement or surprise button, how were you then determining how to choose and review games? Was it just by what you guys wanted to do? Like, is there a certain genre that you guys gravitate towards? Or, Well, I mean, the premise of this show was specifically the idea that uh, I had, I had like, you know, two, two plus years ago, I, I joined Game Pass and... I I was literally like sitting one night and looking at all the games that were there and keep in mind, this is when game pass wasn't as big as it is now. And I was just like, so overwhelmed with all the choices that, that were there. And I, then I, I was just scrolling down the, the, on the PC app and I saw that there was this button called surprise me. And I was like, Oh, okay, that's interesting. And then like, it just kind of gave me the idea of like, you know, what if we, like, what if we like base base a show on something like this, where I'm going to go through the library of Game Pass, and um, I'm not going to pick it myself. This button's going to pick it for me. So I pitched the idea to Tom, and that's kind of where we went with the show. And like mm -hmm. the and the premise also was just that because um, we're both we're both. It, you know, getting into our into our older years, uh, you know, past our prime kind of thing, and, and we don't have as much time. Yeah, we don't have as much time anymore, right? <laughs> like I have a family and and stuff like that. So it's like if we can get just just an hour a week, be able to try try out a game, see if we like it. You know, that'd be cool, and that's what we did. We just just made sure, like that was the ground rules. Like we only have an hour. We had to figure out is this guy is this is this hour worth make this game worth it to continue playing or not so gotcha. so with you know with the surprise thing has there been any genres that you 
were introduced to by accident that you just stuck with because you were just surprised how well played because you know for me i know i usually have genres that gravitate to like shooters action rpgs and all that stuff but Mm -hmm. recently i also been branching out just like you uh mostly for achievement and trophy purposes and now i'm getting into more like narrative driven games like you know telltale or um uh supermassive games like you know the man of medan has there been any genre that you usually weren't into and then got surprised? You're like, oh, this is actually pretty good. I'm going to invest more t- or look into more games in this genre. Um, I don't know if it was like particular genres. Like, well, I, I would say for me, I've never really been into the, uh, the Yakuza series. Mm-hmm. And like that happened, we happened to fall that fall into one of those. And I know generally say for like that game doesn't do well in the first hour because there's so many cutscenes and stuff like that but for me it it like it, it got me really into the world and i was really into it so i like i actually when they when they pulled it i actually bought the game because i was like all right this is this is kiwami 2 that i bought um and it was just like it's just such a ridiculous game and i was like i love this like so um but like, but then there've been like some random games that we play, like um, like rain on rain on your parade was like, just this weird, like you're you're like this, this cloud that's just being, like re- literally like ruining people's lives, and it's, <laughs> it's so it's such a doofy concept, but I like you know it was just one of the games that like really stuck stuck to me, and um, but again like that would have been a game that I probably wouldn't have picked up if I were like just at a GameStop or whatever, because I'm like, oh, this looks kind of weird. Like, so like this going through the library in this way was, is just fun because, you know, you, yeah, you get to try to try to dabble in different types of genres. Like I will say what it has done for me is, uh, cement my hatred for roguelikes. (laughs) So, I'm not a huge fan of those, this that style of game, and and like Vampire Survivors is another one of them. I'm like, I, I yeah, I already had a bad bad taste in my mouth because it was that, and then on top of it, that you do nothing but walk. I'm like, nope. So, what was the first roguelike game that you played that gave you such a dislike for? It? And then, how many have you played afterwards besides oh, Vampire Survivor? How many have we played? That's a great question. Um... I think the first one we played was Neon Abyss. I think that was the first. I'm just looking at my list right now. Yeah, I think that was the first one that we played. And then, but like we went, there was like a time where it was like every three or four games, there would be another roguelike. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, how many of these are there? So it was, it was just, Because you've enjoyed this one, try this one. Right, right. <laughs> it's like, uh but like there was one that was kind of interesting, which was uh, Void Bastards. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. Um, I've which, heard of it, like, haven't played it. Yeah, it had, it had a very cool art style, uh, like like very comic book panel-y kind of way, uh, um, and it was like a first-person shooter. But it's just like I mean, because again, it was like a roguelike where you just like you would die and then you just have to start all over with your new prisoner or whatever and they would have different perks it was like oh my god i can't i can't get back into this game so but yeah we i think we've gone through probably at least four no maybe more than that probably like five or six of them that we've gone through so far and it's just well, random they're all so, random, except for vampires rider that was a request 
kind of like a two-parter here. Uh, what has been your most favorite game to review and play, and what your worst game to review and play? <laughs> that was my worst um favorite game um hmm well i will say it was a game that i initially didn't want to play mm-hmm. but um I, I i i put it out there that if we got to 100 subs on youtube i'll finish the game on the stream and that was mm-hmm. resident evil 7 <laughs> oh, uh, I I mean, it, what was what was interesting about the game, like the first part, like because I'm I'm terrible with scary games, like uh, like we played Alien Isolation. I was like, I'm not playing this game ever again, just because it was just too scary. And I I didn't even see the alien yet. That was the part that was the scary. That was the worst part. Let's be honest, the I robots are much more scary than the aliens. Oh, really? <laughs> well, at least in my opinion, I've always been more scared of the bots. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, but with Resident Evil 7, like, the first part of it was, like, terrifying for me because it was just, like, these, these creepy people, like, running around chasing you in this house. And then, like, by the end, it was just, it got to, like, that the weird, like, the quirky Resident Evil-ness of it. And I was oh, like, oh, yeah, okay, when they're in the tunnels and they get the gun. Yeah, it's not as scary anymore. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, but, but like, overall, it was such a, it was a cool uh, experience and like the whole the whole tension of of things people people chasing you and all this stuff and like it was it was a decent decent enough shooter i guess but mm-hmm. so so was it um are you a resident evil fan by any stretch of the imagination or i i mean i played i played resident evil 5 and i think a little bit of 6 and like i've watched other people play the first 3 or 4 but I like I didn't really I'm not gonna say like I'm a super fan or of any by any stretch of the imagination, but but like you know I respect the franchise like they've they've done so many so many so far and they've they've done how many reboots of four isn't another one coming out yeah <laughs> four God. is gonna get re released here I oh, think remake not reboots but yeah yeah, yeah. it's just it's nuts like Capcom just prints money with those games yeah they definitely print, do print money with other things too. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, because I'm I'm a lot like you, I don't really like scary games, but for some reason, if a game that's scary has, like, a good story, I'm all the way in, I don't care how scary it is. What do you, like, when when you have games like that, do you look more for story, gameplay, like, if you had to get past like, something that you didn't like, what has to drive you forward? Is it the gameplay story, or is it something completely else, um, music? I think, well, I mean, music can help, for sure. Um, the... I think a good story can definitely sway my opinion about a game too. Um, I think also, I mean, it could be a combination of the two, right? Cause like I recently just played a game, like not, not for the podcast, but um, called uh, Chinatown detective agency. Mm-hmm. And like the concept of it was really cool. Uh, the fact that it's like a, a future, uh, Singapore and like you're a detective at that time and like there's like some sort of weird um, like overarching story that happens and like as you play through the story or like you have like these cases and stuff like that and it branches out and like you have like multiple endings like that kind of stuff can get me keep me going for a particular game but like some of it the execution of the game is not great because they'll have some great like there was like some voice acting in there and then like all of a sudden it just stops like it was just the game was buggy 
the UI was clunky and it was just, but I, I was like, all right, I just, I got to keep trying to uh, go. I'll, I'll keep going. And it's, but if it's, if it's a, if, if the characters are compelling, if the gameplay, if the loop of, of, of like what I'm doing, the core thing that I'm doing is, is enjoyable, then I'll, I'll keep going with it. That makes. I think that's probably one thing that drives me with narrative-driven games like you know, um, Mad Bandan, Little Hope, and all that stuff is because I do like that story so much that it just drives me forward. And then also, like you said, with the multiple endings, it's like the first playthrough I wish it'd be like the best possible ever, and then the second one might be the worst or how yeah. different it could be. Um, so like I mean, that was a thing like uh, with Cyberpunk too, right? Like, um, I I put it down for a long time, and then I, I it came back. I was like, and I didn't even get past like the first major thing that happens like before you even I, I don't know if you guys have you guys played several? i have yes okay yeah uh like before you even meet johnny silverhand i stopped right before that like that mission and i was like i was like okay it's fine and then like once i got to that part i was like oh wow okay this game got like really cool now and I, like that was literally the same thing that happened to me for the witcher three like there was a point where i was like oh I, I don't know how if i really like this game or not but yeah like it's it's just like you like it, it definitely wouldn't i it, cyberpunk wouldn't have made the first hour for me i if i if i were, <laughs> if I were to make that decision but but now as i did that and then like I, I watched edge runners that like got me hyped up again for the game too so it was it, like that kind of stuff can go a long way i guess for a game yeah it's also funny too that you say that because you know i didn't even think about cyberpunk but in a way that also has different replayability because it's not the story that changes it's the way you go about the game like you can either be a super fast melee a gunslinger a hacker like the way you engage the game always changes depending on your build and Mm -hmm. that's also really fun too and somehow even makes the game feel fresh and new every single time yeah Absolutely. I, I think that was another thing. I was like, I was overwhelmed with your choices, like what you can like, how to play the game. So I was like, okay, I just sat down. I was like, okay, I'm going to play in this style. And then like that, I guess, gave me a little less anxiety playing the game. <laughs> and, and so I was able to continue to play that. And um, speaking of story, story games, uh, Pentiment, I don't know if you guys have tried that out. I've, I know it's on Game Pass. I heard a lot of people talking about it. Um, it's, isn't it kind of like how do you say it? it's all text-based right yeah and... it's basically a visual novel but okay. like I, I guess a western version of a visual novel and um yeah it's it but it was it was so well done i would say i i liked i liked the quirkiness of the the art style and stuff like that and um but it was good uh it was it was good like and it, i think it took me about seven or eight hours to complete so it's so... not too long I know you also played Procession to Calvary. Would you compare the two? <laughs> um, that was a great game too. That, but that was more of like a point and click adventure. Yeah, it was also right, weird so. and comedic too. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was another game that was like probably one of my favorites. Um, that that showed up on the podcast, so I was happy about that. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, it, it was. Is good though. Procession Calvary is good, but the, the both of them are, are two totally different. Like one is a very serious, like game, and then the pen, uh, Procession of Calvary was just like, you know, Monty Python or whatever you want to call it, like this ridiculousness that happened. So I'm probably gonna have to try because I, you know, I hear so much about that, and I do like 
text-based games, especially if it's funny. But you said um, Pentiment is more serious. Um, so... It's more serious, but I guess you could play it jokingly. But there are like, like you have to, you have to be prepared for like it, it's it's broken up into three acts, right? And every act, they kind of like it kind of resets. So it's like it's you. There's like that world building in like the first. I don't know, two or three day, like game days that there's like, like, you know, you understand who the characters are that you're interacting with and like how you do that. And the, the interesting thing is there's a, there's something that happens in the first act that you never really find out. Like if you, like, cause you make a choice, you make a choice in that first act and that kind of percolates down to the rest of the other acts of like what happens. And you never really find out if your choice that you made was the correct one. And um, which can be bother, like, bother people because you're like, oh, I want to know what the real solution is. And it's like, well, the real solution is what you picked is essentially what, you know, the the, the designers at Obsidian said. So it was like, all right, I could, I could respect that. And like, um, but I went back and like, I just looked at, like uh, forums of like who who got the best ending and i was like okay good i i did i did do the right <laughs> choice so, like, so good to know I, I would have to check that game out because um steve actually introduced me to well i guess didn't introduce me to jrpgs but a certain series of games like um octopath travelers and all that stuff mm-hmm. and even though those are you know what did you say like turn-based strategy games there's yeah. also a lot of like text where you have to like get the story of the characters and they lead forward so yeah. it sounds like a game that my potential like, and you said it's like what seventy eight hours. Right? Yeah, it's not very long at all. It's not very long. Um, and but again, like you just have like there's just be prepared for like those that the initial opening of each act. They, they, there is again just a lot of world building there that happens. So if it's going to be bothering to you, then you know then maybe maybe it's not the right game. Dude, Dune. Uh, sorry, world building is like the greatest thing for me. That's why I like War of the Rings. That's why I like Dune yeah. and all that stuff. So I'm all in on that stuff. So if you say it's good, I'm probably. I mean, there's, you probably have a video on your channel, right, for this? Uh, well, no, we didn't play this game on our podcast. I just played it because I was like, I was excited to try it out. So, um, I well, although I have it on my, it was on my Twitch. We did play it for a little bit on Twitch, but it wasn't like a very good twitch game uh, yeah. to watch just because it's like check it's just text so mm-hmm. yeah that probably sounds a lot like um uh, triangle strategy triangle strategy was like that a lot hmm. it's a lot of reading like you said a yeah. lot of lore building but it was good and and they had the voice acting which just matched up with it uh, okay well, there's no voice acting at all oh yeah no this, <laughs> they, they had voice acting though that, but to that point like i when i started playing it it was like easily over 30 minutes and yeah. just like you don't even touch wow a button to do gameplay but i still enjoyed it thoroughly because like oh i'm liking this like the story is actually good yeah um and then uh, but i still never finished it as good as the story <laughs> was but uh but that's because you know a whole, whole other thing time and stuff but um but before the days of uh game pass and stuff and i ho- hopefully don't go off the rails here but yeah. um like what what game or franchise or what have you got you to love video games as you do today. Oh man. You know, I mean I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna date myself, but uh the <laughs> LucasArts LucasArts point and click adventure games from way back when like my one my favorite one of my favorite games of all time is uh is Seven Max Hit the Road. So that I've was heard of, I've heard of it but never played yeah, it. Yeah, it's I mean it's just such a zany 
weird uh, point and click adventure that um, that LucasArts made back in the day. Like was it ninety two, ninety three? I don't know, but yeah, um, that was there. And of course, like at the time, there was. I mean, LucasArts was just hitting on all cylinders at that time. They had like the the like the X wing X wing versus Tie Fighter. That whole series was was great. Um, and then like they, all their other point of click adventures were great. And um, but yeah, like there was uh, that was like that era or that era at the time was I was really into that that stuff. And then like we're talking because my parents only got me a nintendo and like after that they're like no you're not getting anything else after that so i had to i had to grow up and get myself a console and that console was uh the dreamcast and i have a, a very strong connection to that as well so so many great fighters and stuff like that on that mm-hmm. on that console and um uh but in terms of like a franchise stuff like that i i'm uh, i was really into uh when they rebooted prince of persia um that was a great series um and then uncharted was great um yeah like those those are kind of like i love i really did enjoy like those third person like adventure games cool and splinter cell oh my god splinter cell was a game i loved as well (laughs) (laughs) yeah well i'm not sure if you ever played you know call of duty modern warfare 2 uh, the new oh, yeah, one. Yeah. Oh so, no, I didn't play that one yet. I, I was gonna say that, so. Mod- the new Modern Warfare Two feels is exactly like the old Splinter Cell games, where it's very stealth based. Oh. Choose the way you attack and then go in. Like it's huh. it. They changed the whole gameplay from like just being like run and gun, go forward, move on. You actually have to be somewhat strategic about it, you know, and stealth wise. Mm-hmm. And that's the one okay. of the, the one things I loved about Splinter Cell is that you didn't always engage the enemy head on. You always had to lay traps for them, bait them yeah. forward, and take them out. I, like I, I actually just went went through. Uh, I tried to play the game again. I was like, "Damn, this game is hard." Like, it's like <laughs> just play a normal. Like, because like, there's there's so many like, um, so many things in modern gaming that you you don't get in that game. Like, there's no there's no mini map. There's nothing like objective markers. Nothing like that. And it's it, you're just really trying to figure out use like using all your senses in a sense to like figure out how where the where they are like figure out their patterns and stuff like that. So it was, it was definitely harder than I thought it was. So. Yeah, dude, and their senses are just like turned to eleven. Like somehow they can hear you or see yeah. you when you're behind cover. I'm like, how would you see? Like there's, <laughs> there's nothing pointing out. It's like Metal Gear Solid in a way where you're just like hiding in a box and it's like nope, they just they know you're there. You just can't get out. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've never experienced uh, the Splinter Cell franchise. The only one I played, and this is an older one too. I think it was called Siphon Filter. And oh, yes. okay. and uh, and I beta tested that one, and I can't remember the dynamic, but I, I felt like it was something cool at the time because it was like up to six people online, but that online wasn't that great, mm. and the. Like the campaign or whatever would change depending on how many people you would actually have in that game, right? So, like, oh. if you did it with only two people, the level would function in a particular way. And if you had a third, fourth, fifth, sixth, the level would kind of like you know get harder, and different objectives would uh, would you know populate for that particular thing. And I never bought it when it came to retail, but I was pretty enamored with it when I was beta testing it, and I was hmm. like, "Damn, this is actually a pretty cool concept." 
but I'm not too sure how popular it got. I, I know Splinter Cell as a whole is a very popular franchise, but yeah. um, I don't know if that like one game was kind of like somewhat of a bust. But uh, well, I think, yeah. I think I'm pretty sure they made a couple of the Siphon filters. Um, yeah, Siphon filter. That's the PS ones, right? Yeah, I think I played on PS2, so it might have been like not even the first one. It might have been oh, like so a... this might be a completely different franchise because I know um, recently the you know PlayStation Plus catalog they just released uh-huh. the Siphon Filter one, two, and three for the backwards compatible for PS1. Oh wow! Nice. So there might be like a separate game series, or maybe they yeah, might be the same, I'm... just different reboot. Yeah, I'd have to probably dig up to find exactly, but uh, but yeah, that was like the only one I ever tried. I mean, the stealthy ones are cool and all, but like, I guess I'm not really into the running gun either. But mm, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's just not my forte. <laughs> like, um, the like Splinter Cell had that um, Mercs versus Spies. That was a cool multiplayer. Um, I wish I wish they would bring it back. Well, they're, they're supposedly rebooting. The Splinter Cell. I don't know when it's ever coming back. <laughs> it's ever going to be that original. If I'll get that original feeling again, but uh, but that Mercs versus Spies was really a really cool multiplayer experience. Like you know, it was like the two spies and like I think you could have up to three Mercs. I forget, but it was like a it was it was it was so fun. I would I would want to play that again. Yeah, those old school Tom Clancy games, man. They they just went in like. Um, I'm not sure if you ever played like the old Rainbow like yeah, not, yeah, yeah. is it Rainbow Six? Yeah, yep. yeah, because um, you would have like the terrorists versus you know the the SWAT or whatever you know uh, police you were, and you would always have to be. It wasn't just like you just shoot them down. You had to like breach and clear and then move yep. on, take them out. And Very it was just, tactical. It was just yeah. an interesting experience compared to like the, the average Call of Duty, which I'm not against Call of Duty. I love Call of Duty, been a fan for many years, <laughs> but when you actually have to think about how you're going to engage somebody. Oh yeah, it, it brings a little bit more excitement to that gunfight. Yep, for sure. And then like uh, there was the Ghost Recon stuff that mm-hmm. was really cool. Like it was more strategic, uh, and, and like to your point, like where you're not just going in there guns blazing. So it was fun. Have you? Um, so I know you're talking about Prince of Persia. Are you looking forward to the potential? I'm not sure if it's like a remaster or reboot but supposedly they're going to make like a new sands of time are you interested in that well i I was excited when i heard about it and i then i kept hearing about the delays and like they just shifted the whole dev team or something like that so i'm like oh my god ubi what are you doing like they just can't seem to get uh, anything done properly so i i'm it'd be nice to see if the like you know, update like that game with updated graphics and stuff like that because, you know, playing it again it'd probably it probably look pretty rough around the edges. But, but you know, I guess so, I, that's the only thing I can play right now anyway because the, the, the remaster or whatever isn't out yet. So surprisingly, cool. I'm not sure sure if you've played the 360 or PS3 version, but there's like the the trilogy collection. Those mm-hmm. surprisingly hold up really well, and then I think they also had like another like Sands of Time or Edge of Time, whatever. Where it's like the, the I guess last actual entry, and that wasn't too bad either. It's like I don't know what Ubisoft is doing. It's like they focus on just Rainbow Six Siege and yep. Assassin's Creed, but they have great series like Prince of Persia, like one of the best action platformers out there. And yeah. they just completely just sh- uh, like threw in the trash, and it was like, yeah, we're going, we're moving on from this. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like Assassin's Creed came out of Prince of Persia, from what I understand, right? Like, um. I think it's it pretty was, close, yeah, with yeah. the mantling on the wall and then moving around. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that would be a fair assessment for sure. So, I mean, 
Uh, well, yeah, and then there's Beyond Good and Evil, the <laughs> the game that's never coming out. <laughs> so, dude, when was uh, it? When was Beyond Good and Evil two trailer? Wasn't it like seven years ago? They showed it like E3 more or than something? that. More than that. And it looked that's amazing good. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but it was all like just um, what do you call it? It was just CG, so it wasn't yeah. the actual game. So like, we don't know what it looks like. So, do you think Beyond Good and Evil Two is like kind of like Dead Island Two, where it's just going through development hell, and eventually it'll p- be picked up by a developing studio that is just like, all right, we'll give it love, we'll put it out. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea because like it's, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so, I, I guess moving back to um, what we're gonna ask is, you know, going from your channel and. You know, how you were talking about how you switched to video format uh, recently. But also, you didn't just switch to video format. You also switched channels, too. What made you jump from um, One Hour, One Decision, your actual channel, to uh, quit the build? Well, um, we, we like, you know, the guys over there, uh, Nick, Bruno, and Brad, like, they they were building, they, they were, they, they, got to us pretty early and, and, and spoke to us about this, uh, this idea of like building a network and stuff like that. And, you know, we, we thought it was just like a, a cool idea to just be able to, you know, work with these guys. Cause they, like we, I was following them for a bit and listening to their podcasts and stuff like that. They seem like a good group of guys and like they, they generally try to stay positive about things, which is great too. Uh, that's, I think we try to stay positive about uh, gaming and stuff like that and not be, so negative and you know start start the flame the fanboy wars and stuff like that so um yeah like so we just thought it'd be cool to be a part of that and be a part of their network and see how how it goes out and it's been it's been great so far we've been uh i've I've been learning a lot from them and how they uh manage their their network and stuff like that and, and their their um their content so yeah because i was i think i was watching like your um it, it might have been a comparison video of like Dead Space and another game. Uh, is yeah. the game core from uh, Quit the Build as well? Is no, that no, is uh, that they're just uh, podcast friends of ours. Uh, uh, I've been I've been chatting with them for a while too, and we've been wanting to do some sort of collaboration with them for a bit. And then like I thought this was just a perfect opportunity because their podcast early on they did like these head to heads of of games. I was like, hey, we're we're finishing up this thing. Like you want to be a part of this and it kind of worked out nicely. And, uh, they're, they're, they're a great, they're a great podcast too. If you guys uh, want to check out like a, it's, it's semi scripted show. Um, and they talk about games too. So it's, it's good. Yeah. I was, like, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was watching that. I was like, Oh, this is kind of cool. Like, you know, how you say, you know, what games you like, and then it's like a majority vote thing. And if you don't know, see who differs, but who is, so who are the people from Quit the Build? Because I I think you've collaborated with them before, but I know it's like three guys as well, right? They... Yes. Yeah. Uh, Nick, Nick, Brad, and Bruno. Um, they. Um, when, when's the last time we've done something with them? Like uh, on our on our podcast, it's probably been a minute since we've done something with them. But like you know, we've been on their show a couple. Of th- I've been on their show a couple of times. Um, for a couple of their episodes because they're like a, they're a news podcast. They, so they'll, they'll do stuff like that. Um, current, current events of sorts, but, um, mm. yeah, like, but it's just, we're, we'll, we'll just try to promote each other as much as we can and then all that stuff too. So. So, so you, oh, God, or, go ahead. 
I was say, uh, so just a little bit earlier, you know, you dropped the um, the genesis of how you used to own a Nintendo. You then eventually got yourself a Dreamcast. So, do you will you guys ever find yourself reviewing other system games or just purely Xbox Game Pass games? So, we've. I know Tom has a. Um, he he would like to do some retro games like reviewing that kind of stuff and we just gotta figure out how we would incorporate it into the show or we do like a separate thing i don't know we just figure that out it's just ironing out those details and seeing what what makes sense for us and and all that stuff so yeah so when you say like you know the struggle of incorporating is it just because of like getting the game or interesting Um, game no, I think it's just like, does it make sense for this particular podcast? Um, because like we've already kind of established that we are like a Xbox Game Pass podcast, and it's like, okay, do we do it here or do we or not? I, I mean, I guess we can we can try to rebrand. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how it works, but yeah. you know, we're we're still figuring things out as we go. So, um, yeah, I I mean, and like on top of the retro games, like I I even like thought the idea of like, oh, what if we like review movies or or review like tv shows or whatever you know there's a bunch of those things out there so we mm-hmm. can do that too but so know. i'm one of the people that always likes to push for it because you guys have like the best name obviously you know you guys have the, the actual name for your channel is one hour one decision and right. then like the, the sub thing is a xbox gaming podcast yeah but if you just take out the xbox part you really have <laughs> like the best name ever one hour one decision it's it's, it's very vague it'd be whatever you yeah. want you guys yeah. got the perfect name for it already. Yeah, uh, I guess we could do that. You know, well, uh, I just gotta. We, we gotta. We'll, we'll think about it. <laughs> think about it for sure. <laughs> I know. I know. No matter what you do, if you stick with Xbox, if you decide to do, you know, retro games, PlayStation, Nintendo, movies, TV shows, whatever. Yeah. Or if you have like a separate series altogether, like you know, one hour, one decision, Xbox, one hour, one decision, PlayStation. Yeah. You would. You would have listeners all the time. Like I know, I'll be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Is there some sort of uh, Microsoft loyalty check there that we don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd be nice. It'd be nice if we got that. But no, um, it was just because that was a service I had and I was already paying for it. I was like, all right, why, why don't we just try this out? So, gotcha, gotcha. So when you when you play Game Pass, do you find yourself playing more of the console version or do you play the PC version? I will generally play everything on my PC. Okay. Because, um, and and I guess the way that we have it set up anyway is like Tom, he still has like a, a series, um, not a series X, like the one X. So he's playing his games on that. And so it's like, we get the two different, I guess, um, points of view. If like I'm playing it on mouse and keyboard and he's playing it on a a controller, like we get to see that kind of like, you know, is this game actually work on a, a mouse and keyboard? Does it work? on a, uh, um, a controller and stuff like that, especially like there, when we, uh, I think we, what do we play like city skylines? And that was, he played that on the console and I was like, how do you play like a, <laughs> a, a game like that on, on console? Like some of them, sometimes there's, there's decent execution on those style, like the Sim style of games, but you know, sometimes it can be terrible. I, I love your reaction to city of skylines on console. Cause I played it on the PS five. And yeah. the building mechanic with like switching, you know, what structure you want is awful on console. I would never <laughs> do that ever again. 
Yeah. It's like theme park or what's it called? Roller Coaster Bar- Tycoon. Yeah, Roller Coaster Tycoon where you have to oh, build wow. it. It's off yeah. on console. <laughs> mm. I haven't played one of those in a long time. Yeah. Long time. I remember I used to play the hell out of SimCity on the regular Super Nintendo, but uh, <laughs> that's that's a long time ago. Yeah. They had the Sims on the Nintendo? Yeah. Uh, SimCity, Sim not City, the Sims. Sim oh. Yeah, SimCity. So it's just a you know just a, a world builder basically, yep. and then they'll have tornadoes come and you know tear it up, and a Godzilla <laughs> yeah. come and tear it up. Yeah, that was yep. a classic. And then I did play a little bit of Roller Coaster Tycoon. PS two, I want to say. So okay. yeah, I didn't think they were that bad as far as controller. I mean, I could obviously see how it functioned a lot better on PC. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I didn't think they were too bad. I, th- I think this would definitely come down to preference because, you know, I played most of that stuff on PC, so maybe that's why I have that dislike for it. But uh, just swapping it's between RB, LB, and then pressing, you know, XY, whatever, it feels weird. I could definitely see how you would get <laughs> spoiled if you yeah. played it on PC first, like 100%. Yeah. Like very easily. But uh, I, I, But if you go the other way around, or if you just never touch it on PC, you know, you could get the job done. Won't be as fast paced, but. So going, you know, moving on to Game Pass because I I'm usually like a you know an avid supporter of Game Pass because you know if it wasn't for Game Pass we wouldn't have PlayStation Plus you know the new catalog and all that stuff we have now PlayStation Now, um so that, that I'm a huge fan of that. Since you do play Game Pass so often, is there anything you would like to see like updated with it? Like maybe like a voting system for like what the new main game would be or how is there anything different you would like to see from it? Well, they they did add one thing at least on the on the PC app, um, which was nice. Um, like being able to see how long, like they they integrated how long to beat, which is always great. So I, at least it gives me an understanding of how long a game would take to to beat. And I'm like we we will generally give that kind of information on our on our show too. But um, what else would I like? I think just better. Ta- like their search right now isn't great. It could be better. <laughs> Um, I totally forgot. I mean, even their app too is like weird with searching. Like you can even type yeah. in the whole name, and it will just be like blank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? I guess like maybe like some of the some of the nice things about um, th- there's still like some some separation or like with cloud gaming versus game like like where you have to install the game. There's there's not and like it's not properly. Um, it doesn't give you that like clear definition about if a game is available to play on console or, or sorry, be able to play um, on cloud versus like you have to install it locally. Stuff oh, like did they switch nice. the icons? Because I know on uh, console they have like usually well they have like a cloud symbol next like on the bottom left if it's streamable or not. Is that yeah? On well, PC? there's like so there's like a new there's a section called cloud gaming on the on the PC. But like you know, if I'm, but it would be nice to be able to like go just go to a game, and then see that there's an install option. But then also be like, oh, you can play this on cloud too to check it out. It's like okay, so I don't know, just stuff oh, like that. I like, got you it, now. I got you. So like in case I I don't want to maybe spend the fifty to a hundred gigs to install whatever it is. Like you know, I guess. How big is Halo? Halo Infinite or whatever is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. So. Any of those big shooter games are always massive in size. 
Yeah. It, it, so it's actually funny that you say with you know just test it out because I've never actually liked streaming because it always mm. you know hinders the quality of the game. But in your case, it's like the best reason to have streaming is if you just want to try it out, you just want to play it, and you don't want to download. You just stream it for a little bit, see if you like, it, and if you do like it, then yeah. download it for like the enhanced version. I now that you say that, it, it makes so much sense, and I'm so happy that they actually integrated before because I was like. It, it, why would anyone ever play a full game this way? But I'm like, <laughs> if you're just testing, it's like the best thing now. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. And it's uh, you're, you, the the cloud, like you know, being able to like pull out my phone and then just being able to try a game on on it on the go is is nice too. And especially when there's uh, touch control. Well, again, not, touch controls doesn't work for every game, and I get that. Um, for like a competitive shooter or, or whatever, like where you need precision, I I wouldn't trust cloud gaming yet, <laughs> but it's getting there. And like, you know, like a, like a game like Pentiment, like I was able to play that on the cloud and that was no issue because it's like very text-based, nothing nothing really fast acting or whatnot. So, um, so it's like kind of like those casual style games, it's perfect for. And um, yeah, that's, that's kind of uh, what, where I where I sit with with the cloud gaming stuff, so so I know you 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 play Xbox and PC or mostly PC right now. Do you mm-hmm. personally do you play any other system right now as well? Um, I do have a PS Five. I don't really play it that much, but I did finish um, God of War twenty eighteen on there because I kept you know I was like I was like just ramping up to Ragnarok. And I was like, okay, is this game actually that good? I was like. Yeah, it's okay. I was I was <laughs> fine with it. Um I mean that the the axe mechanic was really good. It felt good and and all that stuff, but like there was so many little things about the game that bothered me and I'm like, uh I don't know. I, I don't know if it was like I if I don't know if even back in 2018 if I would call this my game of the year, but you know, hey, kudos to the team. Have you played the other God of War games like the original trilogy? Yes. I really like those though. <laughs> I was I was really a big fan of the original God of War series because it was just so over the top ridiculous and it, it was like it felt like a game whereas this felt like it was it was trying to tell a story. Mm. And which is fine. Like I, I get that, but it was like um you know like you could see it was that that boilerplate kind of Sony, you know, movie uh, template kind of game yeah like there's the there's the parent and the child and that kind of relationship like you know with god of war and the last of us and stuff like that like they they, they're trying to take it very seriously which is fine you know that's that's what they want to do they want to have like a serious game or whatever but like there was there was like some it was like you know the first three were just so over the top and ridiculous i'm like okay well i i'm i'm i was totally for it like you know where he's just ripping people's heads off and stuff like that, which he kind of does in this game, but I felt like it was a bit more muted. Yeah. They were, I guess they were trying to be more um, serious in a way. Uh, yeah, I guess that's the only word I can say, really say. It's like, it was just more, it was trying to be more serious for it. I'm like, okay, whatever. It's funny that, you know, because I've played all of them. Um, I haven't played Ragnarok, but I played all of them. And it mm-hmm. seems like the people that played the original trilogy definitely don't prefer the newer ones as much. I'm not saying that yeah. they hate it. It's just, yeah. it, it feels like if you're part of the original trilogy, you love that more than the new versions. But if, you, if you're part of the new versions, only the original trilogy just doesn't work for you. 
Yeah. Um, but the reason why I brought up the console stuff is because, you know, you were talking about streaming and all that stuff. I, I, I was going to see if you tried the streaming on any other platform. Because mm. I think the reason why I dislike Cloud so much is because Nintendo <laughs> turned me off on it. Because oh. I'm not sure if you ever played any, like, Nintendo Switch game. But they start to do, like, streaming stuff now for, like, Kingdom Hearts, Resident Evil. And it oh. is, like, the worst possible iteration of streaming I've ever seen. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't realize that they were doing that. Um, yeah, no, I, I haven't tried anything from Nintendo in that way, and most of the time, my kids just take that ho- take the console hostage anyway. <laughs> like with with Pokemon or uh, what was the other game they were just playing, uh, Animal Crossing and stuff like that. So it's just a lot of that is going on over there, and um, and now they've taken the PlayStation to do like Gotham Knights and. Stuff like that. I was like, okay, here you go. Just get out of my way. I was, I, I, that's why I'll, I'll try to stick to my PC and just someone will leave me alone to, so I can do that stuff. It, it's weird I mean, how it's... Oh, God. Sorry. Oh, no. I was going to say, like, and PC, I feel like I get the best of, like, most of the worlds because, like, now Sony's releasing a lot of other stuff on PC, which is cool. So I could I could potentially try out, like, Horizon Zero's Dawn and, and all that stuff. So I'm... I'm fine with where I am with the PC. So, yeah, what I was gonna say before, and now I want to change it to something else. But I was gonna say it's funny how like a single game can almost drive you to buy a console. Like the yeah. only reason why I bought Switch was mainly for Pokemon, um, yeah. and then PlayStation. I just got it because you know I just like trophy hunting. But uh, <laughs> wouldn't it be awesome to see in the future? Uh, you know, like uh, you know, I was like as I was saying earlier, you know, because of Game Pass, PlayStation decided to you know ramp its uh, streaming service up. Imagine if somehow PlayStation streaming service came to PC as well, and now you have the best of both worlds just in one be, place. That would be pretty cool. I, I and I will say, um, the Sony Remote Play or whatnot uh-huh. works pretty well. And I'm 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 kind of sad that Xbox or or Microsoft took that away in this like new version. I I hope they bring it back where I can do Remote Play. On my on my Xbox, but I am I guess at the same time it's like you can kind of play the games already on your PC, so maybe it's like redundant. But still, there's like certain games that are not on like the PC version yet that like it's just like console only, which gets me a little frustrated. Like I'm looking at you now, um, Plague Tale. <laughs> like, I, I, that was because uh, I I bought it on my Xbox, but I can't play it on my PC. So I'm like, you know, there's that cross play stuff that doesn't work. Yeah, that's the one thing that I've always like. It's it's hard with consoles because like you know one thing always does something better than the other, and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. Like as much as I like to give you know PlayStation crap about certain things, like, like you're right the the um the share play or the online play that they do, where you could either stream your game to a person that doesn't own the game, and they could mm-hmm. join you either be online or offline co op or just the assisting with achievements or features and how to get past certain levels. Like I love how they integrate that for PlayStation, but for some reason it's like Xbox like doesn't help you in those areas. Like yeah. what are they doing? It's like they do a lot of great things, but there's it's like they they fail on those like accessibility options to play with more people or at least yeah. um get past certain games or you know hints and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean like the the competition is good, right? And I'm hoping that the like you know they see that there's this feature here like that um that maybe Xbox players are really clamoring for and then they will integrate it hopefully into it i don't know 
but we'll see. Yeah, um, I'm not sure if you're an achievement hunter at all. Um, <laughs> no, I barely have enough time to play these games. It's like to do achievements. I'm like, oh my god, no, I need more. Yeah, the only reason why I do is because you know, as you were saying before, when you were younger, you'd only get like one game at a time or a yeah. console. I think that's where it stems from. Is that when I had a game, I made sure I beat that all the way. Yeah, I think that's yeah. why I keep doing it forward, but. You know, one thing I'd love to see with Xbox is them add, like, a hint feature like PlayStation does to help assist yeah. in getting achievements. I wonder how they would do that, though. Like, or rather, like, does does the... Do, do the, the game designers have to put that in there? Like, I'm, I'm curious how that whole system works on Sony versus Xbox. Like, it sh- if they do it there, like, and as long as Microsoft has something, like, a system in place, this is just easy enough for them to just plug and play in there. So PlayStation, I know that uh, usually the developers do it. Like they give you like a little mm-hmm. tutorial on how to get certain collectibles. Like they just have it mapped uh, out for you. Um, okay. But Xbox has the advantage of not just the developers, but they also have communities for like true trophies and all that stuff, where they could link that site and have like yeah. their guide side by side with the actual game, like PlayStation does. Be cool. So how long has the share play been around? Did did that? Was that a PS4 feature? I believe it was, right? Yes. Yeah. Actually, I think it might have been since the PS3, because I know Vita actually had that uh, feature for both PS3 and PS4. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Damn, I didn't realize it's been... They've had it that long. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's worked pretty well. Uh, Yeah. I guess the the one... I don't don't know if Sony has something like this, but the... um, What's the name of the xbox uh, feature where you can like basically control like half of your controller with someone else like so if like you're playing with the someone that like a younger kid or whatever maybe someone that doesn't have like the you know dexterity to play with the the twin sticks like you can control like the car or whatever while the while the while the other person like it just presses one button to like let them act like they're playing what is it called Co-pilot, I think it's co-pilot or or something like that. It, it might be. I know what you're talking about because I definitely remember that being like such a cool feature with you know having somebody else just take over your screen. Um, but yeah, I can't remember what they called it, man. It was such a unique feature. I don't know why they stopped it. Yeah, I think that's kind of. I I think maybe Xbox started and then PlayStation took it over that with that uh, share play thing because okay. now you could actually have two people doing the same controller, and nice. they don't have to actually be on your platform on your account. They just you send them an invite, and then they just take control. Oh, okay. So <laughs> Xbox started it, then PlayStation's like, hey, you got a good idea. Let me finish it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, why not? So, how things can work sometimes. Yeah. So I know we talked a little bit about it earlier, um, how you potentially might, you know, delve deeper into, like, you know, maybe doing retro games or movies, TV shows. Do you yeah. have any future goals for your channel for, you know, one hour, one decision, like what you'd like to see going forward? Obviously, everybody would like to see more engagement, more viewers, but what would you like yeah. to see content wise on your channel? How would you, what do you want to see going forward? Ooh, um, I, I mean, it's, it's hard for me right now because it just makes editing a, a challenge. I, 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 I do like to have people on the show. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, if I can, if I can figure out that workflow, better, like to make it better, like I would, I'd love to do that. I'd, I'd love to um, do more stuff like 
on the streaming side of things. Um, like we, I, I did a, I, I did a, um, a stream with a friend of the show, Dave Jackson, who does uh, Tales from the Backlog. Uh, he's another podcast, and where he was like a big fan of Bloodborne and that whole like the From Software series stuff, and I, I was never really a big fan of of that like that, those types of games. So he came on um, on my stream and like he kind of walked me through the first uh, bit of of the game and like explained to me like the mechanics and like how it worked and like you know how how from like constructs their worlds and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, that was, it was kind of an interesting, um, interesting stream for me at least because like, uh, he's like, he's trying to convince me to play this game and, and it, it, it worked for, for some, uh, for a little bit because, uh, I, I grew, I grew to appreciate that style of game and, uh, you know, why people really enjoy them. It, I could be wrong. Maybe I might be mistaken for something else. But was he also the one that got you to stream Dragon Age 2? No. What was that? No, Dragon Age 2. Um, no, no, no. I don't think he got me to stream it, but he... Um, I don't think he was on that stream. I don't remember. You were on there, though. I, think. I, I was there. I was yeah, watching yeah. somebody else type in chat, and I thought that might have been the guy. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Um, but... Um, it was, yeah, this, the Dragon Age was just like a random one that we actually picked <laughs> from the surprising button. So, um, but yeah, this, like doing something like that, like just expanding maybe the brand in a way that like, just to try trying out new things and stuff like that would be kind of cool. Um, I'd love for someone from, from Game Pass to come on the show. That would be cool too. That would be without uh, like you know getting a uh, like an Aaron Greenberg or something like that to be able to just hop on and talk about the the service would be awesome. I don't know, I, just some ideas. I, some I think thoughts. we shared this well at least you know same thing. You know that's one thing we've talked about before is I'd love to get more developers, studio heads, yeah. just artists, you know, or music um, artists for games because yeah. Obviously, you, you hear players' opinions all the time, but when you have somebody that actually works behind the scenes, it's yeah. interesting to hear their take. So I, I definitely share your um, want to get more people like that on yeah. on channels. Yeah, it'd be cool. Especially, like, yeah, and to your point, like, if it was, like, a developer, a game designer for a game that we just, like, might have eviscerated on, on, this, on, those, <laughs> on the podcast, for them to come on and be like, all right, well, this is why we built it this way in the first hour. You need to give it this many more hours to really play it. And then, you know, we can have a, a nice discussion and, like, be like, okay, well, we didn't really like it because of this X, Y, and Z. Do better next time. Build it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so who would be your, like, dream? Like, if you could right now message them and they reply, who would be your dream guest to have on? Like, obviously, you said, you know, people from Game Pass – Mm-hmm. Would you go directly to Phil Spencer? Or would you go someone completely different? Like it, it doesn't have to be just, just Game Pass. It could be like any guest that you want on. Who would you pick? Oh my gosh, that's a good question. Um, I don't. Oh man, I don't. I mean, if it was if it was Xbox, yeah, probably Phil would be Phil would be good. Uh, well, no, I, you know who I want? I want, I want the guy or, or team that 
made the surprise button to come on the show. That's who I want. That's who I want to be on the show. What would you ask him? Like, why'd you design it? Or like, what would, um, if you could yeah, make mean, the search like, player? I, I, I'd be curious, like what, where that, the creation of that, um, of the, the idea came from and like what their thought process was like, how, how does it actually rotate the, um, this, like the, the games that you, that you pick for me. So, although actually I know this is the, you, you asked this question about the game pass, uh, the app before, one thing I would like is for the surprise button to like know that I've played a certain game and pull that out of the, you know, randomness uh, of the game. So that would be nice to have. Man, that would suck, especially with all the games you guys play. Just hitting random, like, cert, um, surprise me. You're like, I played that game. Surprise me. Yeah. I played that game too. All right. 10 surprise <laughs> me later is I got to keep siphoning. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's it's happened like once or twice, but it's not like not too bad. And especially as they as they keep acquiring new studios, it's like okay, cool, gives me more content to make. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So, are you looking forward to this potential acquisition with uh, Blizzard Activision? Yes, because it would allow. I'm at least at least from prior. Um, you know, like looking at like what Obsidian was able to do and stuff like that, um, allow these other development teams to stop making just Call of Duty X and do something like really interesting, potentially really interesting, because there's so many like very talented studios in that in that umbrella that I would I'm just like dying like you know Raven Software. Like they did so many cool games back in the day, right? Like they they did like Soldier of Fortune, they did X Men Legends, Marvel Ultimate Alliance, um, the the probably one of the better uh, movie tie in games, X Men Origins Wolverine. So it was like, you know, they did like they did so many cool things, and now they're like if you look at if you look at their list on Wikipedia of like all the games they've made since, it's just Call of Duty, yeah, and it's like it's just sad, yeah. like because you know you're 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 really hamstringing these these guys from like really stretching their creativity like their that those creative yeah, creative juices sorry that's what i've been trying to say this whole time so <laughs> no i definitely agree with you because like I, I i could be wrong but i think there's like over five or six developing studios for like warzone and i'm like they don't need that it's the warzone <laughs> yeah. garbage as it is they <laughs> pull those studios away from them like toys for bob for example like one thing i'd yeah. love to see them do if they get acquired by xbox is um obviously make more crash games i think they're yep. getting like crash team rumble or something like that i know steve would like to see more spiral games from them yeah. um and then like you're saying you know <laughs> this is one thing i appreciate because a lot of people obviously like to bash x-men origins wolverine like the movie but the game was surprisingly really good it was a hack was and slash cool. beat em up you yeah. know game and it was like it went completely under the radar based because of the movie and I'll yeah. see more. Same thing with like, um, I think Deadpool was made by Activision as well. I'm not sure if you played that game. Oh, real? Oh, the one with uh, Nolan North? Like, did did the voice? I think so. Like, yeah. I, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I didn't realize that. That's it, cool. It'd be cool to see them get more licenses again because, like, Activision yeah. when they had like the Marvel licenses, they made some really good games, like Ultimate Alliance One and Two. Those yeah. are good four player co op games to oh. just go move and beat people up with. Yeah so good so cool um yeah i don't know uh, it, you know that 
just just to be able to but like on top of that you have microsoft um you know ips that are just that, that are laying dormant too like they that maybe you could get an opportunity to get like do stuff with that so. resurrect one of those too Oh, I so thought, I thought you said a game name, and then I realized you said resurrect. <laughs> yeah. So, um, since we're talking about like future stuff here, um, are there any um, future games you're anticipating for this year, or maybe even next year? That I'm anticipating, like yeah. that, that haven't no, been wait. announced yet, or, or no, like, are, are, there, are there ones that like you, that they're going to be released uh, oh. this year or next year that you just can't wait to get your hands on? Um. <laughs> I well, yeah. I mean, Diablo Four should be cool. Um, what's what's an, I have to look at the list of games that are actually coming. Like, apparently, Armor Core is coming out this yep. year. The was it? Uh, I set, is it eight or nine? Six. Oh, six. Oh, God, I don't know. Um, I know their trailer yeah. looked awesome at the Game Awards. Yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if it was like eight or nine. I think it was up there in numbers. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it might be. You're you're right. Like, it's a good series, um, though. Yeah, and I've heard a lot about it. And what else is there? There's there's some others. I was like, oh man, I really want to get to it, but uh, I have to look it up now. Street Fighter Six, maybe I'll go back to Street Fighter. I don't know. Maybe yeah. <laughs> Funny because uh, I was playing five the other day, and I totally skipped out on five, and it's yeah. like six. I like, mm, I don't know. Still haven't really <laughs> told me yet. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, the Jedi Survivor. That's another one I want to. I'm I'm interested in because I fallen fallen order was like I enjoyed it for the story, and like the combat was good, but it was like you know kind of souls like like that pissed me off a little bit because I'm like oh god every time I I go to a save point it's like it resets the whole world I'm like oh I have to fight this guy again it's annoying, but yeah. Um, those are probably those are probably ones like that top, like, what top three, top four. Yeah. Cool, what about cool. what about you guys? Um. Well. Um. I'll start where you started. Um. Uh, Diablo Four. I, I definitely am going to play. I don't know how much time I'm going to invest into it. Um. I my foray into Diablo was Part Three, uh, which I didn't even touch one and two. So I did enjoy Part Three a lot. Um. And four. For the little bit that they have shown, uh, looks very, very good. So, plus, yeah. not to mention their cinematic team is just <laughs> um, the yeah. best in the world. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I, I am still one to pre-order games here and there. Um, so, that one actually is one on my pre-order list, but for different reasons as well. <laughs> uh, but uh, Final Fantasy 16, um, I cannot wait till I get my hands on that. Um, next month, I have Octopath Traveler 2 coming out. Ah. Um, I still have games currently right now collecting dust, unfortunately. <laughs> One of them, uh, Josh is uh, uh, sl- uh, playing, which is Sonic Frontiers. Um, let's see, what else I got on Horizon? I something we tend Triangle to bring up in the strategy, podcast. Final month. Fantasy Reunion. Well, well <laughs> all the games that I am currently in the middle of, <laughs> but as far as future ones... Um, no, like there, there's Legend very few of Zelda, games. Tears of the Kingdom. Yes, thank you. How did I forget <laughs> like, that? I mean, there, there's there's a lot of games supposedly coming out this year. So yeah, so what? What? I don't know if you do or do not know about me. I'm I'm still um, a very hardcore World of Warcraft player. So with that said, um, it takes a lot to for me to have a game where I'm like, okay, 
this is going on the shelf. I am putting all my attention and having tunnel vision for this game. So really the ones that I'm mentioning are the ones that'll do that for me. Like like I said, next month, Octopath, I'm going to play that. <laughs> Zelda comes out, I am going to play that. Final Fantasy 16, I am going to play that. Um, these other ones, it's like, I want to play it. I want to play it really bad, but I just did the whole time thing. Like I said, unfortunately, uh, being a WoW player uh, does consume a lot of your times. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, those will be the ones for at least this year that I could uh, come up with. Thank you, Josh, for reminding me about Zelda. I can't believe I forgot <laughs> about that. Um, but uh, yeah, that's, that's what I got going for me so far. For me, if we're talking about pre-order-wise, um, there's only two games. That'll be Destiny, uh, Lightfall, um, okay. and then also Hogwarts Legacy. I'm a huge Harry Potter fan. I also like the combat of Hogwarts Legacy. I don't. I know people are bashing it right now, but honestly, from what I've seen, I don't care. I just like that I could, you know. Everyone seems to be really excited about that. I'm is it? Because okay. I, I see, like, when I looked at Steam, I'm getting on PS5, but when I looked on Steam, it's like it's already got like negative reviews and all that stuff, and people are like oh, bashing wow. it. So I'm like, I don't know what to hate what that game is, but it seems like the general consensus, besides the internet, seems to be looking forward to it. Um, but besides like pre-order. There's so many games that I want to play, like Starfield is one of them, Um, Dead Island 2 is one of them, Legend of Zelda, Uh, Diablo is one of them, I'm not going to pre-order it because I always, I mean, as I've played Diablo since Diablo 2 on the PC because my uncle, he got me into it, but the reason why I want to play Diablo is I'm a fan of the story and the cinematics are just insane. (laughs) Like, I'm not sure if you watched the Game Awards this year, but when I seen the cinematics and I just see, uh, what was the angel's name? That just like uh, hovers over the soldiers. I don't know if it was Terio or a different one. Like it's kind of funny. I just saw a tweet. I meant to share it with you, Josh. Because like once again, I, like uh, my knowledge of the Diablo lore isn't really there. Mm-hmm. And they tweeted like um, like the family tree, but for the the, the demons oh. and angels. And I was like, oh, that's really cool. Like it kind of now gives me a sense of like how they're all connected, right? And not only how they're connected, but the, the hierarchy. And and there was just a lot in that little snapshot that I didn't even know. But uh, so to that point, I like I think it's I always lean towards Tyrio, but it might not be Tyrio. It might be a different angel because there's like four of them. <clears throat> that's true. I, I think one would. I ah, see. That's the thing. I don't know. Like I'm not too versed, and I didn't finish three for like the expansions. I only played the the base game. So I think Tyrio's with the Reaper of Souls with death. I think that's mm. might be. I think this one's a different guy. I could be wrong though. Yeah. I'm not too sure, so wish I had the answer, but but I'll have to show you that 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 uh, that tweet that I that I have. So I'd love to see it, but yeah, it, it, yeah, Diablo is like a weird game for me. It's like obviously I like the like the four player dungeon crawler aspect of it, where you just go around, loot, kill, move on. Um, mm-hmm. I'll probably get into like the hardcore mode. I'm not sure if you've ever played the hardcore thing at all, where if you you have to play the game and if you die, you lose your character completely. I, I've I've never seen that. I was like. I, th- I mean, that's too much of a challenge for me at this point. In my life. But... For for me, I usually dislike that, but for some reason, in that game it makes it it makes it you works. feel yeah, it works because you yeah. feel like a sense of anxiety and adrenaline at the same time. It's like you want to attack, but you gotta you know be passive by think your way forward. How you're gonna you know plan your attack with your teammates because obviously there's like tank characters to support characters and all that stuff mm-hmm. so it's like that team building aspect and the communication it makes that part more fun for me um mm-hmm. i'm not sure if that's why you're looking forward to the game if you because the team building part or if it's just a dungeon crawling looter that you like um 
I think a little bit of both because, like, yeah, it was it was definitely a game where uh, we would I would just like go into a dungeon with a couple of buddies and just you know go to, go to town on on some skeletons and demons and stuff like that. So you know that that the cooperativeness was always great to you know take part. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So what was the first Diablo that you've touched? Uh, the first one. The first one. The nice. First one. Yeah, okay. yeah. Did you play it on PC or did you play it on another of thing? Of course I played it on PC. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It seems like that's where everybody, like, if you're a Diablo person, you have to go PC. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely. Well, I, but I will say that Diablo 3, I felt pretty good to play on controller. Because I actually, I actually bought Diablo 3 first on PlayStation 4. Mm. And I was like, wow, this is actually, it works surprisingly well on, on there. And, and um and then and then when you went when I went back to the um Diablo 3 on on PC I was like oh, I kind of miss playing with my controller and they they didn't give you the option to play with a controller like you had to get a whole remapper and I was like ah oh, forget this I'll just go back to the PlayStation and play it. Hmm, so, interesting. Yeah. When they finally released it on the PlayStation did they have any like um PlayStation only perks cuz I know when they eventually released it on, uh, I believe it was a Switch. Memory serves me correct. I think it had to be the Switch. Uh, they had like Zelda-related freebies and content with oh. it. Yeah, like uh, like Ganondorf stuff or skin or something. I can't remember vividly, but I thought that was like really cool. I was like, I never saw that happening. Like putting those two, you know, IPs together. It was like, wow, that's good. Good on them. Yeah. Um, kind of similar to like way back when they had Link and Soul Calibur. Um, yeah. so yeah, I, I was just curious if PlayStation had anything like that and what it was. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember I don't think they either. Had either. Yeah. I don't think so. Right. They probably just had like a, like a starter up pack or something. I got like a bunch of shit. I, I know they had item packs because, um, item packs. Yeah. Well, if you bought the, what was it? The internal <clears throat> edition where they came with like Reaper souls and then the rise of the necromancer. It's like, you got this bundle of items with it as well to give you like a little startup boost i don't think it gave you anything else besides that so i don't know if you play long enough josh i think right that's when i stopped playing but the pvp aspect of diablo are you a fan both of you guys i tend to stay away from the pvp so from the okay yeah I'm, I'm the same way i, I think i tried it yeah. once and then I got bodied and I was done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like when you do that, you're like, ah, oh, just disappearing. Yeah. yeah. It's so, it's so crazy. Cause like, you know, like you said, it's a dungeon crawler. You go in, you just massacre things and constantly try to get the best roll drop for your gear and just rinse and repeat. But it's, it's, it's just, it's so fun. Like the, the way they have the stage slash world build and how it's structured that, mm-hmm. It's just like equally amount of time spent on each thing. Like like no area seems too long, too short. Like they, they really do a good job managing that. And also the variety and path I'm not sure if it's like procedurally generated, but like the variety and pathing path is also pretty good too. Yeah. And then uh, what I thought you were gonna say was uh, uh the spawning like of enemies too. Like sometimes it's not too monotonous where you're gonna get the same exact spawns. Like you're gonna get the same like uh like family of mobs but you're probably not going to get the exact same like rare like a rare spawn mob and etc mm-hmm. etc so that's always kind of cool too so that that random generated part so that's yeah. cool I, th- I think one of the things that 
you know, like, you know, a setting up a hardcore mode is that when you would like randomly like go through the level and you get like your obviously your your average enemies are just patrolling in their little packs. But the next thing you know, you get a big boy coming by and tanking and then you got more <laughs> guys coming along behind you because they hear all the noise. <laughs> or, or or you think you're going into a pack that's a regular pack of mobs, but one of them is a named mob, so he's just gonna freaking hit you like a truck. <laughs> like, what did I just do? They all look normal and weak. <laughs> yeah, or they, yeah. they start something reinforcements. I know you're like, I, we should we should have focused that guy first. I don't know why we didn't take him. <laughs> so. Yeah. You know, I've, well, there's also other games too. Like I, I know um, Star Wars is also on my list as well. Um, I know you played other Lucas Art games, Chris, but have you played Force Unleashed one or two? Oh no, I've heard like those games are underrated. They are, but... in, in my opinion. I mean, you know, Fallen Order is good. I like it, but if I was to pick a actual like Star Wars game, Force Unleashed one and two are my my top picks. And the reason I was asking is, if you played it, I wanted to hear your opinion on that. If not, well, it looks like you're going to have a submission later on for a one-hour <laughs> decision episode. Okay. <laughs> well, I you know, you know the problem is, though, Tom, Tom's a big Star Wars fan. Uh-huh. So if he's played, like, he's he's probably played that game. I, I'm, I'm, I was guaranteed he's played that game. Any, anything that's Star Wars related, he will play. Um, so... Uh, we, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to him, but I don't know if he'll be like, I already played this. I'm like, okay, well. <laughs> well, I guess it saves him some work here. He has his opinion. <laughs> right. That's true, too. That's true. Uh, but if not, but yeah, no I, worries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, of course, we'll, 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 we can, we can talk. I can talk to him about it and see what, what what's up with that. Uh, go from there. Does he seem to share the, since he said he's a Star Wars fan, does he seem like he's hyped for the new Star Wars? Oh, um, yeah, I think so. I think he's really excited about that. Uh, I mean, he's like, he likes the, the new character, like, um, Cal. Oh my God. Cal, right? Cal Kestis? No. I, I think it might be, dude. I played the I game and sounds, his name I just, the like, first name sounds accurate. I don't know about his full name, yeah. though. Yeah. Um, so, like, yeah, that <clears throat> he was really into the, in, into that game and, and, like, what they were doing. And, like, I mean, I like Respawn, too. I think Respawn does done some great has had done uh some great games so far like i really want another titanfall but you know that's probably never happening so yeah it sucks that uh response such a good studio but unfortunately because of ea they'll always be dragged to different things like like <laughs> apex legends right right unfortunate but so be it i need to experience some new uh, Star Wars games. The last, um, and this this is gonna go way way back. But the last one, this is regular PlayStation. I think it was uh, Jedi Power Battles. Uh, oh, I know wow. I played the shit out of that one. And I <laughs> liked it, and I liked it so much because like the fighting style was actually like combos. Like you actually had to hit the buttons in certain orders to do certain you know uh, lightsaber moves. And I don't know why, I just I just really really liked it. It was kind of like a side scroller. Um, oh, but um, I. Actually, I take that back. I did try the MMO very shortly, uh, but uh, I couldn't get people to play with me. So I just, you know, that's how, like, while it's different, while it's like I'm invested, I could play by myself. It doesn't matter anymore. But yeah. whenever there was a different MMO, like, I, I was like, it just had to have, like, even, um, yeah. what was it, New World came out? Like, was it last year? I, like, I mean, I have that game. I've been oh, you have New World? That. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I, I think I tried to get Josh a little bit, but, uh, 
you know, that was, that was a, that was a hard push, but, uh, <laughs> I didn't but, say uh, no. And, but then when I said I'm down to play, you said, Nope, it's day one's already well, gone. Like, well, because it was already released. I felt like, okay, we already missed the launch. It, I don't know right. when it was finally like, okay, green light. I'm like, Nope, too late. Like we already missed two days where it's over. <laughs> but, uh, but since you, you said you play, how did you enjoy that? And do you still play Hero. it at all? Um, I played it for a little bit when it first came out, but then there was like all those server problems and stuff like that. Um, and then I did pick it up recently again. When did I, when did I start? I think it was like October, November. They, I think they did like essentially like another like a patch uh, or something. Yeah, like it was yeah. like a big update for it, <laughs> and um, it was pretty fun for what I call. Like, th- there was a lot of like quality of life stuff that they finally got into the game, mm-hmm. and. Um, yeah, like it was it was fun for a bit and then like I don't know, like I was playing with a friend of mine and then like he just kind of dropped off. I'm like, "Oh, okay, I guess we're not mm. playing this anymore." So, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it sucks cuz I don't know like how how much you could achieve, you know, playing solo that at least yeah. that version of the yeah. Um, but I just cuz that was something that me and Josh had our eye on for years cuz you know, they revealed yeah. it years and it took them so long to finally get it out. And immediately when it did launch. I was like, man, that game looks beautiful, like like graphically and whatever. Yeah. It just wasn't too sold on the gameplay itself, but I was just like, I don't care, sold on this. <laughs> uh, but still, never came to fruition. And uh, you know, unfortunately, it. Um, I mean, it's still up and running, but the popularity definitely has has yeah. uh, plummeted. So uh, I don't know if the popularity dropped because when I look at Twitch, it's still pretty high up there. I mean, it oh, also oh, could really? be that it's an Amazon game, I believe. Yeah, they're pumping it. it. <laughs> sure yeah. pumping but I mean, it's still it's still top of the directory in most places, and there's still a lot of people playing it. Okay, I mean, there's you still gonna have a lot of people playing it, but I mean, once again, as you know, being the wild player, like when a new MMO comes out, I see the the flock and the herd of people like, oh, here's the next wild killer, right, right, <laughs> like right. let's give it two months, you know, yeah, right, and then um, and sure enough. That's what happens. Um, yeah. So, um, but yeah, yes. I actually watched a little bit of people playing it, and it, is, it, it did look nothing short of amazing. That's for damn sure. Yeah. But um, but you mentioned the whole quality of life improvements. I know that was a big issue as time went on. You know, people started you know complaining because you know they're used to other style of MMO, MMO right. and then get there it's like, oh, why doesn't this one have this and this one have yeah. that? Yeah. I mean, like, there's no mounts or anything, but they they fixed the whole tra- uh, fast travel system, mm-hmm. which was it makes getting to places so much easier, and like getting like you know, so that was like the biggest gripe for me way way back when because it's like you're all you're doing is just walking, <laughs> like you're just walking, yeah. and you're like, yeah. oh, my yeah. So I was just looking New World up on Twitch right now. It's got two point nine thousand, or sorry, two point. Uh, nine thousand viewers right now. Um, so it seems like it's, it gets up there, and I think usually at its peak, it's about maybe ten thousand. Which I'm not sure if that's a lot or a little. Um, but surprisingly, when I was looking at the list, uh, Sea of Thieves is on there. I totally forget how popular that game is, and it's an Xbox yeah. game. It's. I mean, that's a fun game too, and like it just needed time to get the content in and stuff like that. I mean, I, I yeah, I just recently started playing that again with a, a buddy of mine and it's it's the like the wa- the water i think there's still i don't think there's anyone that that has made water look that good in a game uh, i think horizon forbidden west got pretty close um but like 
but for like an open world game and all that stuff, like, oh my god, this, this it looks so good. I think it's so funny you bring up just how graphically water looks because yeah. one of my friends like we'll 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 analyze water in so many games like oh my god do you see the graphics with the water like it's yeah. the most, one of the most silliest things to it analyze is. in it's a true. game but but at the same time it's like across a lot of games it's like why does the graphic of water look the best yeah, like, yeah. out of all the graphics it's just like i don't know it's it's, it's so funny you even mention that it's hilarious but i see it is actually oh sorry go ahead no, I mean, like I, you're, you're probably gonna say the same thing. Like you're on the water most of the time, so it's yeah. like it better look good. Because <laughs> yeah, I guess see, yeah, uh, I mean, that's and, a little and bit not different. only that, but you also go in the water too. So right. it has to be like a functionality with it. Because like, um, what was it? I, I think one thing that has oh, Sea of Thieves has going for it too is the art style that it has. It's more mm-hmm. of a cartoonish art style compared to like yeah. photorealism. I think that's why the water can look as good as it does compared to like yeah. some like. Batman Arkham Knights or whatever. <laughs> right. mm-hmm. I'm, I was just looking right now to see... Uh... Look at Twitch stats. Yeah. So, I, I'm not sure if you guys were talking about this earlier when I was looking this up, because I kind of like... When I get Tunnel Vision, I, for some reason, go deaf at the same time. That's all good. Um, when, when you play New World and when your friend kind of like dropped off, did you stop playing that game too? Or because yeah, yeah. of... Yeah? 100%. I was like, oh, well, I'm like... Because it was like, at the time, I felt like I was, we were kind of going, trying to climb, climb levels and like try to get to the end, uh, you know, end game scenario and all that stuff. But uh, all, all that content and, and then when he kind of dropped off, I'm like, well, why? I, I don't have anyone to go and get to that point anymore. So what's the point of me playing this again? So yeah, totally. So um. Kind of bringing a little re- real life uh, conversation to this, um, but still keeping it gaming. So, uh, me and uh, Josh, we went to um, our, one of our local arcades, which happens to be the largest in the country. Uh, and Josh never has been to an arcade uh, like such. So, the, ar- the uh, only arcades I've ever been to are like bowling alley and miniature golf ones. Yeah, but this is just full fledged, like old school, like I don't know if you want to say 80s, just nothing but arcades. So, with that said, my question to you is, uh, did you play arcades growing up and back oh, yeah. in the day? And uh, oh, if yeah. so, which ones were you fond of? Like, which one took more of your quarters than anything? Oh, man. Um, Ninja Turtles, Ninja always. Turtles. Which one? Uh, the, the part two or Turtles in Time? Turtles in Time. Yeah. And it's a good and, one. And um, <laughs> X-Men Arcade, Simpsons Arcade. Which X-Men one? Because me and Josh were, were playing one. That was six players, and I didn't. Yeah. I, you, you remember that one? It was that one. Yeah, it was that, that was, one. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. That one. Um, That's hilarious. And and then like later on, uh, like Sega had some great ones, like Virtual On. Like it was a, it was like a mech, mech. Like I, I don't know if it was like one v one, but it was it was like a, it's kind of like that. It was just so fun. And then, oh my god, Time Crisis. Okay. Those games, those series, like House of the Dead. Oh, it's funny when yeah. I was at the arcade. That's what I played a lot of light gun games and House of the yeah, Dead. I played one through four. Yeah. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. So that those 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 probably ate, ate a lot of my quarters and all that stuff at that time. So I definitely awesome. know if, if the admission fee wasn't twenty five dollars and all the arcades were set to free to play, I probably would have wasted over a hundred dollars at that arcade. <laughs> yeah. Well, we were we were playing this um, side scroller like sh- shooter game. 
uh, that game alone was set to infinite lives, and we were just we died. I don't know how many times, <laughs> and uh, we're like, man, imagine how much money we would have blown just in that that one gameplay. Like Seriously. it would have been ridiculous. Yeah, I was I like, mean... yeah, I think we're like twenty bucks deep already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, that that so it's like a bullet hell game where there's just a whole bunch of stuff on the screen. You have to dodge and shoot and kill, and yeah, yeah it, there's just a lot to do. And we died many many times. <laughs> um. Nice. But I guess to move on to our last thing, because I know, you know, time, we got to wrap up soon because we got certain things to do. Um, but I'm not sure if you're excited for this. I know I am. So this Sunday, Last of Us, the TV show's coming out. Has there been any uh, TV show, movie of any game that you've enjoyed or any sh- or any game that you'd love to see adapted into a show? Oh. Um. Hmm. I know they already did it, but I think it could be kind of cool as a series. Um, Uncharted would be kind of cool as a as a, as a, like an actual series, like to like and not like the of, movie, <laughs> and not the movie. But I haven't seen it though. I've heard it's okay, but I don't know. I could be wrong. If it wasn't Uncharted, uh, it'd be good. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's good to know. Um, what other? Oh, I don't know. Um, I think Sea of Thieves could be kind of fun as a as a show. Yeah, if, um, if Pirates of the Caribbean doesn't take uh, Giant Depp back, he could be Jack right. Sparrow on CFPs. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, yeah, those are all I can think of right now in terms of... Well, I guess maybe Yakuza could be cool. That actually <laughs> would be a really good one, too. Because, like, they've done... I mean, Netflix has done stuff like that before, like... Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of the name. It's like there's this American reporter that goes over them. They show like the Yakuza life. Um, oh, yes. Uh, that was on HBO, right? Um, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I know I know exactly. Tokyo Vice. Yes, Tokyo, Tokyo Vice. Vice. That was a good series. Um, yeah, they could do something like oh. that with like Yakuza. I think it'd be good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, that was that was that was good. I, I, wanted, I would love to see that. And oh, I was just looking at something. I was like, oh, that would be cool, too. Uh I think Josh accidentally buried the lead there, but uh, are you going to watch The Last of Us? Yeah, I, I, I think I will because okay. I'm not. I didn't. I, I wasn't a fan of the sh- the game. Oh, only you, because. And okay. I, I I will say two reasons why. One, I don't think, um, at least from the experience of playing Uncharted, the stealth mechanics like in Uncharted like just were not great. And then, like, or the Last of Us was just mostly that. I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm out. I don't want to do any of that. Mm-hmm. And then, secondly, um, the prologue of the first game, like, really hit me. Like, I think I just had my first kid at the time, mm-hmm. and then seeing that, I was like, oh, I'm not playing. <laughs> like, I'm done. <laughs> it's so, funny that you say because Steve has Steve hasn't played the game. He's interested in the story, and it seems like yeah. a lot of people will get deterred from the gameplay. Yeah, but I'm not a dead at all, so I I I can't connect emotion wise, or I can't connect as deep emotion wise. But even that scene for me, and I'm not I don't want to spoil it too much for Steve, but that that hits pretty hard, man. And then also seeing yeah. the connection between Joel and Ellie because of what happens in that prologue, yeah. it yeah. makes a lot of sense building up to it. Sure, and like, and I think the thing for me is like when I'm playing a game, like I prefer it to like bring me happiness instead of sadness. <laughs> so. Like the world as it uh, as it is is already pretty crappy, so it's like I don't need a game to make me feel even more crappy. So, um, you know, 
that that that, that was just my thing. But yeah. like, I'll watch it. I'll watch the show because like I'm okay with a a sad show. <laughs> like, I, I didn't I didn't control it or I couldn't control this situation. I'm just watching things unfold. Gotcha. So it's funny. Like I, I too tried start playing it, but I stopped for different reasons than you. Mine was more, but also kind of somewhat similar because like I got to a point where I only invested about kind of to the theme to what you guys do about an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, I just quickly got to the um, resolution that I didn't want to play it anymore. I'd rather watch it. Mm. Um, now I never either just sat down to just go watch a streamer play it like from beginning to end as a lot of streamers can do yeah um so now that the fact this is being converted to a tv show i i'm definitely excited to to yeah. see it and consume it as such i think me and josh we're gonna have a lot of follow-up uh um podcast talking about it and it's gonna oh, be sure. great because like you know we're gonna have um different you know viewpoints as to how we're gonna review the show since i didn't experience the games and josh did mm-hmm. uh i think we're gonna have some really good conversations about that nice. so yeah, should be exciting. Yeah, and maybe this could lead to new avenues of you know the one hour one decision TV show podcast. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. Let's, let's... I had to go back to you know you got I mean, there's, there's a starting point I, for everything. It's a video game yeah. show. Why not? <laughs> yeah, no, gotta go full you, you circle. Make, you make good points. You make good points. But I know you uh, you had very limited time, uh, Chris. But we appreciate you ha- uh, being on the you know the podcast today. Yeah. I. Do you want to let people know where they can find you? Yeah. So um, again, thanks. Thank thank you guys for this invitation. This is, this is great to be able to chat with you guys on all these different topics. Which is fun. Um, so you um, you can check me out on uh, most, if not all, of the podcasting platforms. Uh, show name again is One Hour One Decision, and um, we are also we stream our gameplay on Twitch at twitch.tv slash one h one d. And, you know, we have our, our, we post our videos and podcasts every week, uh, Wednesday nights at 10. And um, our, our videos go to the Quit the Build channel. So it's just Quit the Build is the channel name. And yeah, and I think that's it. I think that's it. Oh, yeah, Twitter. Uh, we're also <laughs> on Twitter, that that dying platform, apparently. It is uh, TC, TC1H1D is the the Twitter name. And yeah, you know, I'm happy to have a conversation with anyone. And, and again, thanks, thanks so much for having me on the show. Yeah, we, awesome. hopefully we can have you back. That oh, was yeah. really great. And we'd love to have Tom on here too, because I'd love to hear both your yeah. opinions, especially <laughs> on Star Wars and other games. Um, yeah. But links uh, will be in the description below for anyone that wants to check out One Hour, One Decision. I definitely recommend it. Great channel. Um, but that is going to be it for episode 20. Thank you guys so much for watching, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace. Peace.